Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believing a power greater than what you are going through when you don't know what to do. That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles and the Big Apple in New York City, welcome to all my listeners out there at Radio Land. I'm Dave, the Caregiver's Caregiver, at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruber at thecaregiverspace.org. And we're coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on 30 global audio video platforms like iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud. My God, the list goes on and on. And one other thing, we are so proud to be voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50. That's right, 50 on Player FM. And one of the best, uh, or one of the six best podcasts by Caring.com. I get that wrong every single time. As well as number three podcast out of thousands of caregiver podcasts on Feedspot. And we do have an exciting show planned for you today, don't we, Adrian? Yes, we do. Trust me, we do. And um, today, (laughs) it's me and Adrian, Adrian and me. (laughs) Uh, Our guest had to cancel for some strange reason. Always amazes me when people cancel at the last minute. But I guess it happens. They're here. That happens. And so today, we're going to be talking about caregiver issues uh, during COVID-19. Let's face it. For some, I know it doesn't feel like it, and for some it does, but we are still in COVID-19. Oh, yes. Uh, it's been almost, gosh, I was going to say March almost 11. a year, but it really didn't start till March 1st, and now we're starting November, December, January, February, so almost going into our ninth month, I guess. Unbelievable. Oh. Glad nobody told me that this would be lasting as long as it did, and it may even last longer. Anyway, some of the things we want to talk about today, six things, and we'll kind of um, divvy them out. So the first one is managing their time. Talking about caregivers here. Managing caregivers' time, and it seems like they don't have any time for themselves or other family members. Now, I'm a caregiver. Adrian is a retired caregiver. And I'll tell you, that um, I had to just take care of this just last night. Uh, my my daughter, oldest daughter, <clears throat> who we haven't seen since December 1st, last year. So my eldest daughter, she calls up and she's crying in tears. I miss you so much, you know. We've requested mm. ourselves. My husband, you know... Uh, has this issue with his immune system, and and I, I just can't take the risk. And you guys are traveling all over the place, and we, you know, I I just have to be safe. And and she's just falling yes. because she needs hugs and she needs, you know, to be with us. She loves us, and we love her. The other daughter is very close by. We see them all the time. The one with the baby, and she's like, I haven't even held the baby, and she's just going on and on. Oh. And um, 
So she's a caregiver. She's caring for her husband. And I'm caring for my wife. And we're approaching it with two different attitudes. She is being protective and fearful. And, um, you know, because that's what she feels comfortable doing. I, I don't criticize her for that. But she's, you know, we're, we're very happy just staying home and, and do scrapbooking. And, you know, we yes. haven't been out in a long time. We don't go to restaurants. And we're saving a lot of money. And Charlene and I, we're just, you know, we take precautions. I mean, we came back from Acapulco. Um, Are the you airline... wearing a mask? Of course. Of course. Never mind, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> yes. I was wearing a mask on the airline. Uh, the center seats were, were um, empty. And uh, they're very strict, and we they keep giving us sanitizer. And then we Thank went. You. We had a five and a half hour, yeah, a five and a half hour layover in Mexico, Mexico City. And then we missed the plane, and then oh. it was just a mess. It was an awful, awful, awful experience getting there. Uh, they told us this, to go to the wrong gate because the guy didn't speak English, didn't understand me. Thought he sent me to a different airline. There's Aeromar and Aero Mexico. They sound very similar, you know. <laughs> and so we missed the plane. The next one wasn't until the next day we'd have to get a hotel. I, no, 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 no. I'm not leaving the safety of this airport to go out into the jungle looking for a hotel. Right. And so the person who was organizing the trip says, no, no, no. I know a driver. I'll send him to pick you up. It's a four-and-a-half-hour drive, but it's better than waiting in a hotel, waiting. right? And uh, the only bad thing about it is he doesn't speak an ounce of English, so it'll be a very quiet <laughs> ride. <clears throat> and it was. And we got a very scenic tour of um, self tour of Mexico City. Uh, most of it is uh, jungle. Mm. Not just Mexico City, you know, between Mexico right. City and Acapulco. But then the rest of it is poverty. And plenty of you that. Know, things that look like Tijuana. A lot of merchants selling their wares in little shacks that look like they'll they'll blow down in a in a twenty mile an hour wind. It's colorful, <laughs> and it's just sad. There's so much corruption, so much poverty there that I don't think yes, anybody. Poverty. It's just too widespread. Um, and then the cartel, you know, they're just too entrenched. The last president tried to uh, root them up, but they waged war on the government they were killing governors and uh, senators and uh, and uh, de decapitating their bodies and putting their heads in oh. the the public squares and the tourist centers which killed they tourism to you know spikes in the middle yeah. ages <laughs> and as you uh, tourism went down 85 percent and and so it was really well, hurting acapulco and all the other the places yeah and, and we, it's still, Americans still have have hesitated to come back to Acapulco. Um, I would call my cell phone to order room service when I was away from the room. And she says, yes, Mr. David. And I says, how did you know it was me? And she she chuckled. And I says, am I the only American that got like 400 rooms? She says, see? <laughs> so... Fools rush in where angels dare to tread. But the point is, uh, we we are handling our caregiving duties very differently. And uh, either you're very fearful and you've got the mask on constantly because 
Now, I'm high risk, according to my age, right? Anything went over 65 is high risk. I'm 66, but I'm good. I'm in good health. Uh, the president, how old is he? 70 what? Four. 74. Three, four. I don't know too many 74s who does what he does and can work the long hours that he works. And if a 74-year-old gets coronavirus, I mean, that's usually the end of it. But he seems to have recovered pretty quickly. And Charlene, of course, she's she's 75 and she has issues. So we're all high risk. But I don't know. It just opportunities come up. And, and if I don't take advantage of them, I may miss out on them forever. And so I'm trying to explain to her, she says, why are, why are you going to all these places? And why are you taking these risks? And, <laughs> and um, I said, you know, I don't know. I just feel comfortable doing it. I'm, I'm not going to live my life in, in a tunnel. I'm not going to live in fear. Um, right. You know, if it happens, it happens. I'll deal with it. Uh, you know, if I get COVID, I'll, I'll get the latest drugs and try to get healed of it. If I die, I die. You know, my will is, is done. <laughs> and if I get it, she'll get it. We'll go together. I mean, you know, I mean, that's kind of my attitude. And, and maybe it's foolish, but it's, I, I care more about quality of life than quantity. And she cares more about quantity because she says, I'm still young. I haven't seen my, my daughter's kids yet. And, you know, and I have a lot of life to live. And I says, that's but great. I kind of feel like I've lived my life. But she's protecting her husband. Absolutely. And so the question is, well, why That's aren't I protecting my wife? Well, my wife is yes, ready to go. Is, your wife She's is lived her life. Healthy. She's 75. She's trapped. Well, she is healthy, except she's trapped yes. in this body that half but of it doesn't she's work. she's healthy. Yeah, she is healthy. Not diabetic. She's not overweight. She's not, you know. That's right. All that other Nothing stuff. Nothing to keep her from wearing a mask and enjoying yeah. the world. We, we, have, we have lived our lives. I mean, I know I still have more life to live, and I probably will experience I things so. that will um, exceed things I've done. I, I'm hoping and I'm believing, and I, it probably will happen. I can tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get to the White House and to Congress and to care yeah, how they need a, a caregiver um, program in their, in their uh, Biden care it. now or whatever it's called. Whatever it and will be called, yeah. Whatever it will be called. So, yeah, I, I'm excited about my future, but by the same token, you know, if I were to die today, I would die a happy, fulfilled, content man because I've done more than probably 90% of the world has done. And uh, that's a pretty good score. Yeah. And likewise, you've done everything. You've traveled all over the world, you know, in, in all yeah. of your jungles of, of the world and, and – uh, all the organizations that you volunteered for, you're, yeah. people would never know that you did all that by just looking at you today. You know? Why not? What's why? Because I'm wearing a t-shirt. No, you're because a t-shirt. anyone <laughs> our age, your age, or my age, young people look at us and they just see old people. They don't. They can't imagine what we were like when we were younger. How we how we were hip, how we were cool, how we were good looking, you know, and how we were just like them. I'm still Just like looking. they can't imagine <laughs> being like us one day. So well. That's, so we're talking about managing our time and, and making time for ourselves, making time for our family. Um, 
So we came up with this idea that she can come over uh, before Christmas, her and her husband, and we'll meet outside in the patio with our masks on and social distancing. And we can exchange gifts the that way. The temperature where you hey, live. It's always beautiful well, in, in California. Them, right. Yeah. And so that's the way. Um, managing and she my can time. get I'm, tested. I mean, yeah. has she been tested? Who are we talking about? Your daughter. No, she has no need to be tested because she's isolated. Well, yes, she's isolated. Will you get tested before mm, she mm. comes over? Um, to make her yes. feel better. Yes, because, because I'm coming back from New York when that happens. So um, I get tested every time I come back from a trip. And I'm going to be there the 4th through the 8th. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I'll come back. I'll get tested again my fourth time. And so she was saying, well, you know, it takes two weeks to really find out if you don't have uh, – yeah, but a lot of places won't even give you a second test if it's you just had one unless you have symptoms. It's, oh. Well, I have to get <laughs> tests. Oh, well, I have to get tests. I'm having surgery next Tuesday, Dave. So I won't be able to do the show. What are they gonna? Tuesday. What are cataracts. they gonna do? My cataracts. Finally, huh? Yeah. You having trouble seeing? It's elective surgery. Yeah. <clears throat> as far as driving and things like that go. Um, you don't have a car, uh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. A big one. I thought a you. Big uh, one. You don't need a car in Manhattan, do you? We go to Fire Island and take a lot of stuff with us when we go. Oh, I thought you took the subway. You <laughs> <laughs> can't take the subway to Fire Island. <clears throat> take Long well, the Island ferry. to Fire Island and then a ferry. You take a car and the ferry or you take the Long Island Railroad, a shuttle, yeah. and then the ferry. You prefer the car then. Is it a Lincoln? <laughs> no, it's a big Ford. A well, big it's Ford. a Ford Escort, and it oh. has the right amount of cubic feet in the back to put all the stuff that we have to bring with us because of the way we eat. The way you eat, wow. Mm -hmm. All right. So where there's a will, there's a way. You can exactly. find time for yourself by just taking the time. I mean, I just do it. Um because that's what I need to be happy. I need, uh, you know, you have to monitor your feelings. So many caregivers, they're just like, oh, I'm so depressed. And, okay, why are you depressed? Well, oh, God, I haven't been, a, I haven't been out of the house. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. You're a caregiver for your wife, and you've been a caregiver for Charlene for a very long time. But Charlene, But Charlene is active. Yes, and, I'm very fortunate. And, Yes. yes. So there are lots of people who are trapped 24 That's hours true. a day, and they making time for themselves is very difficult. I could not go out to yeah. to a face-to-face -face support group because I could not leave the premises. Yeah. So I I'm almost to... not a care. I'm almost not a caregiver because I I have it so easy. A, sure. There's a big difference, you yes. know, in terms of making time for yourself uh, and just doing just doing things. You can't if if you said you were going to be the caregiver, you 
You're not just going to leave. Right. So, for example, I'm going to New York, and my question is, well, what do I do with Charlene? You know, usually I'll try to take her with me, which mm -hmm. it's a miracle that, that someone can travel with me because that yes. takes a lot of <clears throat> energy and, and ability. Even though she's in a wheelchair paralyzed on one side, uh, she can still get it together to hop on a plane and, and you know, go around town in her little power chair. Yeah. But, um <laughs> She only likes to go on those long trips because it's so much trouble getting there yes. and getting back. Yes. You know, you, you, you got to make it worth my while. A couple of weeks, you know. <laughs> and, she sees fam and she sees family. Yeah. In, in New York, she does, yes. Yes. Some places she doesn't, like Hawaii, which uh, now she's well. telling me she's bored in Hawaii. Can you believe she's telling me she's bored in Hawaii? Because I'm out doing things, you know, speaking at places, going on TV or whatever, and... um She's stuck in the hotel. I mean, we go out to eat, to a restaurant, go shopping, this and that. But most of the time, she's just in her bed looking at the beautiful ocean on her iPad. I know that sounds really bad. <laughs> yeah, right. But I guess I guess that gets boring after a while. You know, she wants. Uh, Why well, she says, "Well, honey, you can. Your body can only do so much." So she, you know, I told you, she wants to go to Africa now on a safari. Oh, They're that would be wonderful. A handicap safari. Is there such a thing? She says there is. Of course. And so, see, there's something inside of her that is bored and wants to have experience. the ultimate handicap experience while she still can. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, she's done with Hawaii because that's too boring now, sitting in a hotel. Really? Watching the ocean waves crash on your balcony. So, now so she wants to see. You're not going to Hawaii again? Well, I mean, you never say never, but uh, it's like, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> What's this? Now, I loved uh, Acapulco, and that was going to be my new Hawaii, but it was it's just too hard to get there. And I, don't, I can't put it's her through that again. It's easier to get to Hawaii. Oh, it's all nonstop. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> but in, in Acapulco, oh, my God, you know. There's at least a five-hour layover, and then, you know, you got to hope you don't miss your plane. Otherwise, you're really <laughs> screwed. But, uh, and then, you know, the hotel only had two spe English-speaking TV sh channels because she likes to watch TV. And guess what those channels were? CNN and Fox News. And every now and then they would throw in a cooking show, which was great, but you never knew when it was coming, or uh, an NCIS, which Even was great. Even on her iPad, she couldn't get, um, let's say, Netflix yeah. or. Uh, you know, or she's any of the not in the habit services? of. You know, we didn't even think of that. Um, ah. But uh, internet was sketchy enough that I know we would have issues with that because yes. she was having okay. issues just with the internet alone. Because it's Mexico, you know. So Acapulco is not the new Hawaii. I still need to find the new Hawaii. So I don't know. The new Hawaii Maybe will, Africa is the new Hawaii. I don't know. It will not anyway. be. If, if you're worried about Wi-Fi, Johannesburg will be the only Hawaii. Write that I down. I can't hear. Okay. I couldn't hear. I mean, I don't South even know. Africa is I'm very sophisticated, but... Uh, Nairobi and 
uh, on the west coast where I live, that it's not. You won't get signals. Now we're jibber jabbering here, and I don't even know if we're answering the questions. But no, some people okay. might enjoy our jibber jabbering. Some people might say, well, "Answer I'm, the question, get to the point." You know, I'm not talking about the fact that caregivers can. And sure, <coughs> somehow make time for themselves. I mean, I know that. Yeah, we I... always say that, but family members—that's that's also important. Yes. Especially now, oh, you know, because yes. like my daughter is freaking out, and and you know we're not like we're freaking out as much as she is because we're used to not seeing our kids because kids don't always contact their you. parents, right? <laughs> you don't have any, so you wouldn't know. But, uh, you know, the typical Jewish mother, you never call. But I was a kid, so, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. my mother and the guilt, never you know? call, you never write. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could be dead in the kitchen for five weeks and we no one would know because you haven't called me. Seinfeld episode. <laughs> All right. So um, I just want to make sure we covered the uh, no time. No time for themselves, no time for other family members. So what what can we do to make sure, uh, like I said, with the time with ourselves, you just have to do it. I know it's not easy, and I know you, you said that a lot of people are in different situations than me. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll imagine my wife is bedridden, can't even get out of bed. She needs 24, well, no, if she needed 24-hour care, she would have to be in a facility. So I won't say that because I can't give her 24-hour care. And so you I wouldn't. would. So you wouldn't give her twenty. It wouldn't be care. fair to her. It wouldn't be fair to her. And Why? I physically couldn't. Twenty-four hour care—that would mean getting up every two hours to turn her over to make sure she didn't get bed sores, stuff like that. When do I get to sleep? Lots you know? of people do that. I know, but they shouldn't. They should put her, their loved one in a facility when it comes to a point that they need twenty-four hour care. Yes. Otherwise, you're killing to that point, Absolutely. <clears throat> So let's say they only need uh, twelve-hour care. <laughs> All right. Now, so um, there's guilt involved in that. Sure. In in Lots making making time for yourself, you start to. So feel how do you how do you not neglect other family members when you are caring for a loved one? Um, you call them up and you you say, "Well, I can't go to you. Maybe you can come to me. You know, maybe we can have lunch on the patio." You know, while uh, grandma's sleeping or something, nap time or, or whatever. There are creative things you can do to get family members um, together, especially during the holidays. Because, you know, we're not going to. Adult <clears throat> children or children yeah. that are in college. But what about, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're taking care, if you're mm. a, a young parent and your children are still at home. And something yeah. happens to uh, a spouse, and yeah. you have to pay attention to these kids. They get and the short end of the stick. Mother. You know, I mean, it, <clears throat> there are so many, so many factors that go into it. So in that case, I would want to make sure that once a month, at least one of the kids got special time with me. It was just uh, me and you day out. We go to the movies, we go to the beach, we go wherever you want to go. You and know, who Chuck would take e. care of the person at home? Well, surely somebody can take care of them. Maybe one of well, the maybe, elder well, kids or maybe a relative. Maybe or you call up, uh, what's that organization? Um, 
uh, what's it called? There's so many of them um, that you see them on TV. There are lots of people who, who will provide respite care for a fee, but not yeah. everybody can afford it, especially well, if they've had to give up their jobs to be able to care for the person that they're... See, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, well, that's good because what, what I would do, because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a creative kind of guy, if I was in that position, I didn't have the money, uh, I would send out a little um, Facebook or email or phone call and say, call like five of my relatives who are doing better than me. They listen, you know, my daughter and I, she, we really need time together. I, I'd love to go take her out for the day, but can I'm trying to raise $50 or $100 to have someone come in and watch grandma while I do this. If everybody just contributes $20, that would do it. Can you please help out? And and I'll help you. You know, I'll do your nails if you need it. Or, you know, you barter back and forth. There's so many creative things that you can do if you don't have the money. Bartering is, I mean, that's what people did oh, for yes, hundreds of yes. years. Now, let me, let me be, you know, do something The devil's advocate. The devil's advocate, the person that you're taking care of, your spouse, your child, <clears throat> your mother, your father, whatever, uh, you're the only one they trust. They won't allow a stranger to well, take care of Well, that's just tough. They just they have to, you just allow. have to be strong and say, listen, mom or grandma or whoever it is, uh, you love your granddaughter, right? Well, yes, of course. Well, you know she's having a really hard time. Her and I need this time together. Now, do you do you want me to... Oh, yes, yes, please put her needs first. You know, you have to That's, word in a, in a certain way. Use guilt, for example. <laughs> yeah, well. Guilt's very effective. Guilt's very effective, but <laughs> it, they're trying to make you feel guilty for going out. They understand that you want to go out. Yes. That's provided they still have their wits about them. Yeah, and if not, then then who cares? You know, it doesn't matter what you say. You're never going to win the argument. You just bring <laughs> someone in, and uh, that's well, yeah. And you say, listen, I've got to, I've got to, in. I've got to go to the doctor. You know, uh, or I might die. So and so is going to take care of you, and just leave. You know, you just you don't give them a chance to argue. I mean, you got to. It's like a two year old. How, how do you handle a two year old? You know. It's psychology. It's child psychology, reverse psychology. If if you manage to raise your kids, you got through the terrible twos. You can get through <laughs> your your loved one who is elderly or demented or whatever. You know. No, I was very so, fortunate. I was able to make time for myself, but there were yes. periods of time where I couldn't leave for a certain amount of time and couldn't commit. To like committee meetings and and face to face yeah. face group you know face to face support meetings sure. and things. So I was lucky already that the computer age was not what it is now, but because I really yeah. had to look to find a support group online. But all right, well we we spent uh, thirty minutes on that one. <laughs> we got five to go, so I mean oh, you do. Well, <laughs> So we'll have to spend five minutes on each one. So we got to okay. whiz through the rest of these. Okay. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships is about Charlene, a stroke survivor. 
Back in 1996, Charlene was a healthy, normal, very active 52-year-old woman whose amazing talents resemble that of both a Martha Stewart and a Wonder Woman. But all that changed when she suffered a massive stroke that left her severely speech-impaired and paralyzed on the right side. Who am I? My name is David. I've had the privilege of being Charlene's husband since 1975. We had a wonderful, fairy tale, storybook-like courtship that culminated in our marriage a year later. Charlene had just come out of a marriage where after 10 years, she received two black eyes and a broken nose by her former husband when he came home high on speed. Charlene believed in no second chances of any kind for abuse, so she left. Finding herself all alone in the world with her five and 10 year old daughters, Cynthia Lorraine and Deborah Lynn, she started raising them by herself for the next two years. Then fate brought us all together. After falling in love with Charlene, Cindy, and Debbie, our love then produced Rebecca Elizabeth. We had a wonderful, normal life for the next 20 years. But today, things are very different for everyone. How about the reaction of nine-time Grammy and Dove Award recipient, the godfather of contemporary gospel Christian music, Andre Crouch? Charlene just won't let the promises of God go she has not let her circumstances get in the way of her faith. She's not just a survivor, she's more than a conqueror, as the Bible states. You'll be encouraged by her testimony, regardless of what you're going through. Available everywhere. Yeah, what do they say? Number two, uh, emotional and yeah. physical stress. What's the difference between emotional stress and physical stress? Physical stress is like if you have to pick somebody up and put them in a chair and and do the toilet work and the showering and all of that, and the physicality of it is too much for you. Or even uh, chores. Let's say you got twelve things on your chore list. You're you're driving from the supermarket to the hairdresser to the dentist to the doctor to the pharmacy. That's exhausting. That's physically you get exhausting. Tired. You just tell yourself, I'm not, someone calls you, oh, can you pick me up? No, I am not leaving this house. I just got home. I'm not getting in that car again. Right. I mean, we've all been there, right? Yes, so that's physical stress. Now, what's emotional stress? Well, I, for me, the emotional stress was from the moment that Steve was diagnosed until when he died, he was able, he wasn't in denial, but he was able to not be a cancer patient. I was the one who knew that, he knew too, but I was the one that knew that I was going to be left, I would be a widow, I would be on my own, I would have to take care of this and this and this and this, and all along the way, there was all the paperwork that had to be done, and all of that was mental stress. And but I think ah, you brought up mental stress. Alone. So there's mental stress and emotional stress and physical stress. Well, mental and emotional. I'm I'm. You think so? Putting the two of them together, it's psychological right. stress. Psychological yeah. stress. So and it's it's also relational stress uh, that goes in there as well. Oh. You know, let's say your loved one is giving you. Um, complaint. She's complaining about this and complain. You know, how come you know uh, you don't fix my favorite meal? Well, because the doctor 
says you right. can't eat Pops Mom and and you can't eat Cheetos and you know whatever. Right. And they just don't let that go. They want well, yeah, I'm old enough uh, to be your grandmother. I, you know, I, you know, don't tell me I can't do that. You know, and just the belligerent uh, nature of of how some people can treat their children or their well, parents, are, rather. Well, there are there hmm. are a lot of conditions where people become physical, and yes. and you know there is physical danger. Um, Even if it's their adult child, they're yeah, they're just not right? in the right and, mind. And um, <clears throat> there's and should they be in that situation, or should it be time for a facility when that happens? When you start no, having I mean, scars all over if, your face. Well, that's a different story. That, that's time for a social worker, <laughs> for sure. But there. So how do we how do we manage the stress? Can, you know, wait, but there's such a thing called cancer brain. It comes and goes. Cancer brain? People get very angry. The chemo and the radiation will affect patients. And it's not a lot of different conditions. Medication will cause the side effects that the person <clears throat> will not always exhibit terrible emotional states. But yeah. here you are. On the receiving end, got and worried about being, you know, when is this going to happen next? You know, <laughs> so there, there's constant stress. Yeah. But how do you manage it? Do you just kind of meditate or just uh, lock yourself in the room? Um, you know, what do, do you a favorite, do? a jigsaw puzzle, things that are distracting, I think. You know, watch your favorite TV show. Go out for a walk, get some fresh air, breathe some oxygen. Um, uh, you know, just anything that's not um, a lie or fear. You know, and it's a distraction. Take away I one puzzle, and, even reading a book. Yeah, it takes you to another world. To another world. Yeah. All right, number three, financial strain. Ooh. Yeah, that's a biggie. So, and every time finances comes up, I, I don't, because I don't know what else to say, Camille Superson's book, oh, Essential Jesus. Resource Guide for Caregivers. Save time, save money, save your sanity. I, this is an encyclopedia that should be in every caregiver's library, okay? Look at how thick it is. It'll tell you how to get free money, how to get free resources, how to get free food. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I'm telling you. This is really something. Turn the power off. <laughs> I'm trying. So that's how you handle financial stress. That's a simple answer. Uh, CamilleSuperson.com. C-A-M-I-L-L-E-S-U-P-E-R-S-O-N. I think there's mm -hmm. a doctor in there somewhere, too. Dr. Camille Superson. Uh, she's been on the show four times. <clears throat> <laughs> Number four, sleep deprivation. Oh, God. You know, the average caregiver gets two or three hours sleep. I can't survive on two or three hours sleep. Maybe Adrian can. I don't know. No. No, I can't. So my wife has insomnia, so she takes Ambien. She takes an over-the-counter um, sleeping pill. So in addition, so she takes both of those. Mm -hmm. And then I tell her don't drink her Diet Coke 
too late, you know, because that's caffeine. Don't drink right? coffee. Don't drink tea. Don't drink Coke. What else can you do? Um, try to be physical during the day so that by the end of the day you're exhausted and you can fall asleep. Um, uh, are there uh, beverages you can drink to help you sleep? I mean, there's there's natural well, there's things like melatonin. I'm told melatonin. You know, and it comes get a, a mask. Too, uh, don't that, like pills. I mask. Take the the uh, the brightness so when the sun comes up, it doesn't wake you up. But what about your loved one waking you up in the middle of the night who needs you? Or your loved one? Whoever the person you're caring for is waking you up, even as a professional caregiver. Well, if that's a regular occurrence, if that's a regular it occurrence, is. I would say it is time to consider um some other arrangement or a facility. Uh, what do I mean by some other arrangement? I don't know. Uh, I value my sleep very much. And if Charlene was waking me up every two hours, kind of like a newborn baby, right? Somehow young parents can tolerate sleeping two hours a night because their kid kept them up, you know, every two hours when they need a feeding or yeah. whatever, or a dirty diaper, and uh, they can't get back to sleep. And somehow they can survive, and, and then maybe, you know, five or six days later, they've got to, like, crash for 12 hours they do to crash. catch up. But when we're older, that doesn't always work. The, you know, they're young and resilient. So I'm saying if you are losing your sleep night after night after night after night because of your loved one, it's time to consider a different arrangement. Yes. Either a facility or, or uh, sharing the bed with uh, another family member. You know, rotating. I don't. Ex I don't know exactly or what it is. You have to come up with something. Or getting creative. an aid. Yeah, that costs money. Yes, of course it does. But Camille Superson's book might show you how you. So this book, I think all the answers are in this book <laughs> of what we're going through. Uh, number five: being afraid to ask for help. Gosh, that is so so big. Because here I was going to give you the example about New York. I'm supposed to go to New York. What am I going to do with Charlene? She doesn't want to go to New York. It's Christmas month. She decorates for Christmas. Yes, she does. So, And I can't just go and leave her alone that many days. I've done it before in the past, but, you know, I, I worry too much. And then one time, you know, she fell. And and uh, fortunately, who was here was strong enough to pick her up. And I just don't want to do it. So I'm trying to come up with creative solutions. So there's several people in our church who are very close with her. They love her and they have little kids who are now like 16 who adore her. Mm -hmm. And so um, and any, anytime Charlene cleans out her closet, you know, she gives it to them. So I, I emailed them and I says, hey, you know, I've got to go to New York to promote my new book, Dave's Hammock Wisdom. It's going to be on the Jumbotron and... And uh, I need someone to be with Charlene for five nights. And, and you know, my daughter and my granddaughter said that they can kick in, but, uh, you know, not every night. Maybe you guys can kick in a night and your mother and your sister. And so between all of them, we might have every night covered. But, see, I was afraid to ask because I don't like to ask. I don't like to f people yeah. to feel indebted and stuff like that. But... It's, hey, it's a shame. You're either going to swallow your pride so you can go to New York and sell your book and help all these other caregivers or just, you know, not. <laughs> and 
And no, so I forced I said, myself, even a, though I didn't want to do it. It's a shame issue for a lot of people asking for help. And they they emailed me right back. Oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Oh, so-and-so would love to do that. And they love Christmas. They know Charlene loves Christmas. And 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 so here, we, you know, I'm going to make my reservation, by golly. <laughs> if they'll let me in, I'm told that if you're traveling for business, they won't quarantine you. My guy mm -hmm. says fly to Newark. And drive into New York because they're a little less, uh, well, you know, crazy you about what the new regulations are. Yes, as tell far... me again. Okay, you get tested before you go. Now, see that doesn't apply. I told my guy, and he says, just fly into Newark. Now, if you're traveling for business, that doesn't apply. Would you agree with that? Personally, that's the fine print. Yeah, I would still get tested once I got to New York, and and make sure that. But I then they want to sequester you for flight. two weeks, though. No, 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 no. They don't. Three days. Three days, huh? You get the you get the test, and then you quarantine for three days. No, I'm not. I'm not. Hey, but I'm very careful on the. I'm very careful on the plane. I have that little tube that I fall asleep, you know, and so I, I've got my mask, got my it's a N95 mask. My head is in that tube almost all of the time. So I've been on a plane so many times. If you blow it up, no, you blow it up, and it's a round tube with a little thing for your face, and your face kind of goes in there, and that's a sleeping position, just leaning forward like it. that. Well, I've, I've got it, it. So online. Out. Moving on, moving on. Being afraid to ask for help. So just ask for help, right? Just got to do it. I mean, that time well, I might cut my is, finger off because I didn't want to ask for help. I mean, with a skill saw. Uh, Go ahead. What we're concentrating on right now is figuring out how to create community, uh, a caregiving community. Where people are there for each other. Um, you have the church. That's great. Not everybody does have that. I yeah. mean, I'm not in a position where I have that. Yes, I can go out and hire somebody, but that's me. The, so, the notion, friends? Got any friends, neighbors that are no. close by? No. Yeah, you're really isolated. My brother would be available. So visiting angels. His wife would be. Yes, visiting angels. But we're talking about cre creating community awareness. <clears throat> yeah. um, senior centers. You got a senior center in Manhattan? Not everybody that's sick is a senior. No, I'm saying for. Uh, for help for baby uh, adults sitting. I'm so you meet someone not there. Everybody is a senior. Oh, you mean that the seniors that? would be the babysitter? No, and well, yeah. In other words, you say there's no churches. Go to your senior center, and I guarantee you, 
you'll find at least a dozen Filipinos caring for some elderly people. And you ask that Filipino if they have a sister <laughs> or a brother who's a caregiver, because all Filipinos are caregivers. We know that. They just are naturally inclined toward that. Naturally, they're, they're natural caregivers. But they're, let's not they're be compassionate racist, uh, people. Filipinos. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's bad to call them all caregivers, all caring, compassionate, caring, loving people. That's and, a, they, and I would say all Asians have have a respect for family and yes. caregiving and that's but there's a reason why most caregivers are filipinos i don't know why are they maybe Mostly. In california yeah. there were some in new york yes but not all all right so number six depression and isolation <laughs> and i mean we're basically talking about all of that um, you are elderly, you're kind of isolated, you don't have relatives or people all around don't you. call me elderly. <laughs> what should I call you? What should I call you? Active. Elder. elder. You're an active elder. I'm an active good? elder. Yeah. I'm an active elder. Um, so yeah, just the, the L-Y on the end upsets you, right? Elder. Yeah. I'm well, elder, but not Lee. I'm older. I'm not. I'm not a spring chicken. Older. Um, I feel like you know I could do anything, but every now and then I try chicken. and have you ever seen bend over and pick pick something up, and it's like, oh god, I, I can't do this. I can't do now, what it, I used to. If you fall down, can you get yourself up? I have. Um, it's a. It depends. Yes, of course. It's getting harder to get up when you're down on the ground, isn't it? You got to do it in a certain way. You have to do it in a certain way. You got to roll over on all fours. But I have a a knee replacement, which makes oh yeah, that makes it worse. Yeah. So depression. We're talking about antidepressant drugs. Why not? You know, they're not not recreational drugs. They don't make you feel high or weird or anything like that. They just bring back a chemical imbalance that that's in your brain. You don't know what's going on in your brain. Go see a doctor. and First of all, the antidepressants that you have chemical depression, you know, a real chemical imbalance in your body, and even before you gave, were giving care, you you were depressed. Then you have caregiver depression for people who are actually doing caregiving and they get depressed while they're doing it. That's a big part of what being a part of a support group is you get that support you find out you're not not alone you're not the only one going through this you get to vent uh there are people who are listening and it's not like you feel isolated once you find that community that that you feel comfortable in there are enough online communities now different when, than when I started. There are enough online communities where you can go and literally just kvetch to your heart's content. You know. What's that word? <laughs> kvetch? Complain. Kvetch. Wow. K-V-E-T-C-H. Jews have their own vocabulary, don't they? Kvetch. Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Jewish dictionary? So that we know what all these Jewish terms mean? Um, there's a Jewish slang dictionary. Yeah, I should be able to 
just for expression. That would be very interesting, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm always, I'm always going like, Eddie, do you know what this means? Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I there's your next book, Adrian, right there. <laughs> My <right>. first book. <laughs> so that covers it. Um, now the list—that's just the for top six, because I'm sure there's twenty more of things oh, yeah. that people are going through uh, during COVID nineteen. But the point is, you don't have to be alone. You, no. you you don't have to be depressed about it. You don't have to lose sleep over it. Uh, you don't have to be stressed out over it. Well, you, if it's a COVID-19 issue, you have to take into, once the person goes into a hospital, if the person needs to go into a hospital, then you have other issues that are stressful because you can't see them. They yeah. won't let you into the hospital. But the, so, the treatments are getting better, aren't they? Less people are dying yes. now than they were in the first place. Yes. And let's forget 40% of all the deaths better. happen because your governor stuck dick people uh, in nursing homes. And not just your governor. Our, my governor did it too and several other governors because they said they didn't know any better. But they had COVID <clears> wings. <throat> They had wings that were just for COVID people. I'm not saying my governor is perfect, but boy, New York went from the highest to the almost lowest. Well, I thought he would be happy that a vaccine is coming out, but apparently he wasn't happy. <laughs> he well, said it wasn't good news, but we're not here to talk about your governor. It's not a matter <clears throat> of it being good or bad news. Um, it's a matter of making sure that it's safe and the fact that it's been having worked mm. on, as I told you before, having worked on vaccines, it's very, very time sensitive. And so what's the fastest you think one can be made if all uh, red tape was out of the way but didn't compromise safety? What's, what's your best guess? Not compromising safety? Right. You still have to have a control group. Yeah, well, what's the fastest that can happen? I would think it's two years. Really? Really. And because? Before I would trust it. Because why? Side effects. Whether or so not the longer you wait, uh, so you might have a side effect that may not pop up for a couple of years, I would say. That's right. So why wait only two years? Why not you wait three or four years? Because someone can pop up after three or four years, right? Well, most people, most vaccines take a mm. long time for that very reason. Mm. All right. That's why this is being rushed through. And even though it's 90% effective, it has to be stored mm. at a certain temperature, which is, which is going to be a challenge. And you need two shots. And you got to get it to 300 million people <laughs> in this country. Yeah, but half of them probably don't want it. Well, yeah. They, they don't want the kids to get vaccinated. They won't want to get vaccinated. Yeah. I think there's no problem with a little bit of chatting here and there. I think people find it <laughs> interesting. Well, I do because it's fun and it's like it's entertaining. You're, just, you're a fly on the wall, just eavesdropping on a conversation. Yeah. But uh, probably, I don't know, maybe not everyone would look at it that way, but 
I would look at it that way. <laughs> Maybe we should have them vote. How many like the chit chat or just <laughs> Joe Friday? Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. You know, find out. I, yeah. I mean, okay. if, if you ever listen to Kelly and Ryan, you ever watch that yeah. show? That's all no, they do is chit chat. That's correct. Their shows about That's absolutely all they do. Nothing, basically. Is it Kelly, the, the, the blonde who's all, you know, ditzy and just like all over the place and, and she's just telling you what, what funny thing happened to her cat this morning on her way exactly. to work and, and they'll go on and on. I'm waiting for fifth. Really? There's shows guess. about nothing. But I'm watching it, aren't I? So, I mean, it must work. And she's just cute to watch anyway. <laughs> and all the women would say, yeah, well, that Ryan, so he's pretty fun to watch, too. <laughs> uh, no, not, not all the women. Not, not everybody watches those shows. <clears throat> <laughs> well, I don't watch them. Well, you're saying, not you one particular. She's, you're saying she's fun to watch. Well, I watched her one time, maybe two. One t yeah, right. Maybe two. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I've watched her three times. It's cause okay. it's the same thing. You know, I think the second time I watched her now. You see, they could be talking about important things as well. Well I'm sure they do. But it they takes know, them a while to get to it. They have yeah. chit chat and then they yeah. have a guest who has something yeah. important to yeah, say. Yeah, that's what we did. So. We chit chatted for thirty minutes and got around to uh, talking about what we were gonna talk about. Yeah. All right. But we're not we're not here trying <clears throat> to sell anything. And no, I don't think we're when selling, they anything. Have a guest. Are we selling anything. Hmm? Are we selling anything? We should sell something. <laughs> well, you're what should we sell? Your book. Yeah, hey, I'm selling books. Yeah, but you've got what are you selling? commercials in there. I'm not selling anything. Got to be selling something. I am not you're selling uh, your website for people to come and check it out. I'm selling my website, but I'm not selling it for money. It's free, but you're still selling it. It's right? free. It, sometimes I'm it's harder to it. sell something free than it I'm is to charge someone. I'm promoting it. I'm promoting it. I'm not selling it. All right. So you've got 30 seconds. Promote it. <laughs> I invite everyone to come to the caregiver space. Oh. Uh, the space dot org. Yeah. Um, it has all of the social media at the bottom of the homepage, uh -huh. and we have many, many, many chat groups on Facebook. Uh, the Facebook page is just the caregiver space, and there are many communities. It's just a great resource and a great place to get support. We have almost 165,000 members, which means that it's worth joining. And people do <clears throat> stick. And people get responses. And they're there 24 hours a day. People are getting answers. Are they there 24 hours a day? There are people who are online in the middle of the night. and. They're getting responses. Chatting with each other? Yep. Two people chatting back and forth in the middle of the night? Sure. Wow. That's not easy to do. They do it. 
Well, that's good. So if you are up in the middle of the night and you're feeling lonely and depressed and you need someone to talk to, there's no one around, pull up your iPad device, uh, computer, iPhone, uh, Samsung phone, whatever you got, <laughs> and just type in the, the caregiverspace.org mm -hmm. and then look for a, a word that says chat, right? No, we go to Facebook for the chats now. Oh, you're doing the Facebook. Forget the website then. Go to Facebook and do the caregiver space, and then uh, you can just chat automatically. You can see all the communities, yep. And if you're lucky, someone's there at that hour chatting away, and you can butt into the conversation or join the conversation. If it's in the community part of it, then there's usually somebody there all mm. the time if it's one oh. of the special uh the special groups you know the lgbtq or the spousal care or the after caregiving group they might not be there all the time but you can say you have a regular general space. group like a the caregiver community. group just it's the caregiver community the caregiver okay. space community all right and uh, you Thank can go to you Facebook. Thank you for that opportunity to promote the caregiver hey, space. <laughs> no problem. It's free, right? No charge. Yeah, no okay. charge. As long as it's free. No ads. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you want to check me out, uh, just go to Facebook and type in um, Caregiver Dave. And uh, I, I got 37,000 uh, followers. <laughs> and... Um, a lot of people talking on that one as well. And my website, caregiverdave.com, uh, I have three free gifts for you, uh, a book, an audio soundtrack to help you yep. sleep. See, I could have thrown that into the, yeah. the sleep deprivation. Go to I... caregiverdave.com and get your free audio soundtrack of uh, 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 this sleeping aid that helps you sleep and helps you stay asleep. And what's the we third gift? meditation in terms of stress. Oh, yeah. Meditational breathing. Just breathe, Dave. <laughs> yes. And then the third thing breathing. is the is the as our song says, keep on breathing. Uh, the third one is a quiz. You might know that you're burned out. You might be in denial about it, right? The ugly road of denial. And uh, as they say, denial. It's not a uh... river in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that will help you. Learn if you are burned out. If you're a candidate for burnout, it'll give you a score, and then it'll tell you if you did poorly. It'll tell you what you can do to improve your score. And so, with that, I bid everybody and and I do whatever that word means. And I'm sure it means goodbye in <laughs> it some does language. In French. <laughs> oh yes, remember that song, uh, the sound of <laughs> music. Goodbye, so long, farewell, farewell, goodbye. <laughs> Whatever. Adieu, adieu to you adieu. and you and you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Christopher, what was his name? Plummer. He, he died, didn't he? No. Or is he still alive? Yes. Do you know you're old when you can't remember who's dead and who's still alive? That's true. Who just died recently? Um, Alex Trebek. Yes, that was very recently. Yes, and um, Norm Crosby just died. Oh, no, I loved him. I loved the way he crucified he the English language. Uh, these he guys are died. old. Old error. The golden the, error. All of the, it's like the, the, 
the average age of members of the Friars Club is dead. <laughs> you know, if if a new comedian wanted to come on and do some fresh stuff, they can do a Norm Crosby imitation and just just talk. It was so fun listening was, to this guy mix up his words. Yeah, he was great. All right. Well, I'll see everybody next week, and thanks for stopping in, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Sometimes it feels like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Keep breathing. Take it in and let it out. Keep breathing, it's gonna be okay Believe in a power greater than what you are going through When you don't know what to do Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.